God bless everybody. <laughs> I tell you what, worship was fantastic. Um, I think you know what my, the worship. You actually worship my message. You everything that you worship today was was really in the message, and I felt before really before. Gosh, Lord help me. I felt what we really, God wanted to really do here, to be honest with you, is to keep your eyes on Jesus, Amen. our first love. Yeah. You know, that was the thing that he was really speaking to me about this place, was he wanted you guys to really encounter God through first love. Like, you needed to really, really get back to that place of intimacy, that place really where God wants to encounter us in a fresh way, a fresh anointing, a fresh everything, everything God wants to do, he wants to do new in us and through us. And really, as we, as a start, one of the things um, I just really wanted to talk about is being able to hear God's voice and see vision as we engage him. Because, you know, when we're doing things for the Lord, we need to be able to see what he's saying to us. We need to be able to experience that radical love that God wants to just impart to our lives. He wants us to go deeper in Him. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah 54, it talks about spreading our tent pegs wider. God wants us to take our tent pegs and go wider than we've ever gone before. There's something that God's doing in the midst of everything that's just going to change how we see things. We can never, never go back to how we did things in the past. God is just doing a new thing. And he's waiting for people to really step into that new thing. And because of that, I really felt God just wants to talk to you. I'm not going to take too much time because I just feel like God really wants to minister to us in a way that his love, his grace, and his mercy is going to shine through us. And so, if you have your Bibles, golly. Turn to Matthew 13. And, and really, it's, it's a familiar passage, but, um, you know, I have all types of notes. And you know what? I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to use the notes. I just think, like, um, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to minister through us. I'm going to trust Him to say what He needs to say to you guys and to me as well. I feel like God is going to do something in a way that we maybe haven't seen before. But um, I'll start it off like this. So I had an experience during our worship time. And as, as we were worshiping, I saw God come around me. And there was a, a fountain in the middle of this place here. And there was some water starting to come up this fountain. It was starting to shoot up. And as I was bent over... I saw angels come around me and the Lord Jesus himself was like kneeling before me at this fountain. And he was saying to me, it's the fountain, there's a stream that makes glad the city of God. The streams that make glad the city of God. God, my Lord, God is going to cause this place to make the streams to come alive to make glad the city of God. We all have rivers of water in us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And 
Because of that, I started drinking. And as the worship went on, I, the glory just increased. And I mean, we weren't even there. We could have stayed in worship. The doctor told us to smash up in worship today. I don't even need to be up here preaching. But the reason why I'm doing this is because I know that I need to be touched just like you need to be touched. You know what? This new place, there's not going to be, when we start doing these new things for God and seeing these new things, no one's going to be an expert in this thing. I'm not an expert. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know I need to trust the Lord. And he's going to take us in a new journey, a new place. We just have to have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in this time. So if you go to Matthew 13, and I'm going to read from verse 13. <laughs> and we'll, we'll go there. So Matthew 13, 13, and it says this. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not understand and in them the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled which says hearing you will hear and shall not understand and seeing and you will see and not perceive for the hearts of this people have grown dull the ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have they closed Least they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Least they should understand with their hearts and turn so that they should be healed. But then verse 14 is the good bit. But blessed are your eyes, my eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. God wants us to step into a place that he's going to start opening our eyes to see greater things, our ears to hear greater things. New revelations coming forth in a way that we've never seen before. New things are going to emerge that we've never seen before. I've seen just in the past couple of years with all the shaking that's gone on in the world, you know, the number one thing that I've noticed throughout the body of Christ worldwide is that new people are emerging, new sounds that are coming. A new courage that is rising. People are doing things that I never ever thought that we've even seen and imagined before. My heart, if you, if you know me, is the disciple of the nations. I have a heart for the nations. I have a heart for us to be in mountains of influence, spheres of influence that God's, we're bringing God's glory, we're bringing His word, we're bringing His righteousness, we're bringing clarity to a world that is crying out, show us, tell us. We need to hear something that we, what we're hearing right now, isn't it? And you know what? There's more Christian voices that are arising in this hour in areas of media, in politics, in government, in uh, the pharmaceutical industry. Everywhere that I've seen, I'm seeing new voices. Legally, I'm seeing new lawyers, Christian lawyers arise. I'm seeing it all over the place. And I believe that God is doing something new that we are about to disciple the nations for the Lord. Amen. I really believe that the rising of the sheep and goat nations are emerging in our hour. And I believe that God is doing something in our midst that he's shaking and we know he's shaking the nations. He's shaking the nations in a way we've never seen before. But we've got to get excited for what God is doing right now. And you know what? Another thing as well is as we start stepping into the new things, the old religious structures that we've been sitting under for a long time aren't going to work this new season. It's new things that God's going to merge in and through us. 
Everybody in here has a sign from the Lord that God wants to do something in your life. There is no more superstars. God needs his sons and his daughters to arise and represent what he wants them to be doing. And that's why I'm so excited because every time I see new things, every time, you know, I spend time in God's presence, particularly for me because I like seeing in the spirit realm. I go there quite a bit. I see that new things are emerging. I see what the angels are doing in heaven. I'm seeing what the cloud of witnesses are organizing over the nations. And I'm part, trying to partner with those things. I'm trying to pray those things. I don't get it right all the time. We all, we're not always get it right, but we have to have the courage. We have to have the love. We have to have the grace with one another as we go on our journey. It's okay. You know, God wants to do these things in our life. But we got to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Um, one of my great pleasures that I love is I love teaching people how to hear God's voice, you know. Um, I love when people hear his voice for the first time and they write down what he's saying. They're tuning their eyes on the Lord and they're receiving what he has for them in their life. And this love relationship emerges. This is the most blessed thing, the blessed thing you can ever enjoy in your life. And as that, that relationship goes, that intimacy goes, as we continue to keep our focus on Jesus and seeing what he's doing, it becomes contagious. You lose the, the, the dictates of the world do not move on you anymore. There's something about when we keep our focus on the Lord and we move from glory to glory and we enter into a new place that God is trying to take us and we step into that glory. The more you enter into the glory of the Lord, the more you see and hear clearly. The deeper you go into God and you trust him to take you there, the, you know, the glory, the presence all the time, the, the supernatural, the you know, seeing things like the cloud of witnesses, the seeing the angelic realm worship, to going in that place and seeing the Lord Jesus risen up. There's no greater honor to be able to spend time with him. The love of our lives is trying to take us to a new place that we can see clearly to skip his heart for the nations. Aren't we tired of hearing what everybody else, everybody's got opinions this day. Everybody leans this way. Everybody's saying this thing. Everybody's doing this thing. But God wants us to see his heart, to pray his heart, to speak his words, to touch people's lives the way he wants to touch their lives. The Bible tells us not to lean up on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. And he shall, he shall direct our paths. The Holy Spirit will do it. We Listen, I, I'm like you. I, I love, I, I'm a big I love politics, let's just say that. I love keeping my eye on that. But if you all you're doing is looking at the things of the world and you take your gaze off Jesus, you, you go down a, a slippery slope. You don't get as hard, you can't see what God is saying. You get into your own understanding about something and then you say something and you do something that's contrary to God's heart. Wouldn't it be better just to spend time with God and let him take you to that place that he can show you? what's going on in that situation, how to pray, how to look at things. Don't we want that? We want that intimacy. We want that thing that God wants to talk to us. We don't have to be professional. We don't have to do and just act like we, we got all the answers. That's why today's worship is so understandable, so awesome, but it's so simplistic. We just have three people up here worshiping the Lord with a guitar that was it. You saw what the glory did when we started worshiping together as a church. We started stepping deeper into that.
That's what God's trying to do. It's simple. The more you go into the glory, to be honest with you, the easier it gets because your eyes just focus on him. That's all you want to see. But the beautiful, beautiful thing about it, though, the beautiful thing about it is you start experiencing new things. New things that God wants to show you in a radical way. So let me give you a testimony of one of those new things. So I'm spending time in prayer and I'm entering in the first love. I'm just loving on Jesus, just going deep in my quiet time. And I quiet myself down and I was focusing on the Lord. And all of a sudden I entered into this door, the door, they called it the door of first love. And I entered into this place. And at the time, there's these veils. There was like three or four veils in front of me. And I just tore the veils down. I started walking deeper in. I started walking deeper in. As I started walking in, all of a sudden, I just saw these creatures, these animals running around the place. And as I started looking at them, all of a sudden, I saw the four living creatures come by me. And they came by me in a loving way. And I was like, and all amored by them in this division. And as I'm looking at them, they take, I follow them in, and the next thing I know, I saw this pillar of cloud. And I looked at this pillar of cloud, and as I stepped towards the pillar of cloud, I heard the voice say, step in. And so I stepped into this pillar of cloud. And the next thing I knew, it was one of the seven spirits of God. Now I know I'm probably gonna stretch some of you, but trust me, it was a powerful encounter. So I did like I was told to do. And as I went further in, next thing I know, I saw the Lord Jesus. It was, it was, it was an amazing encounter. Um, matter of fact, what happened was, is as I went in further, I saw the four living creatures. And it looked like we were in this throne room. And they were massive. They were humongous. And I was in awe, I was looking at them, oh my God, you're huge. And they were just worshiping the Lord, um, just worshiping him. And I just looked at him. And the next thing I know, this light comes down. And then the Lord Jesus comes right down that light. And I was stunned by just the allness of it. And I was like, what is this? What is this? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, I want to bring you into these encounters more, but you got to stay close to me. You got to stay close to me and close to what I'm showing you in this hour because I'm going to release this through the body of Christ worldwide. Many of my children are going to see this. My sons and my daughters are going to see this. We're going to go deeper into the things of the kingdom that we've never seen before. And after that, I came out and experienced, I was so, first of all, so in love with Jesus. I just came out of experience so in love with Jesus. And that day, I think I was like watching all types of sports on TV and, you know, doing the things that you do, you know, watching things. And all of a sudden, all those things just disappeared. And so for the next four days, all I can do is think about worship. That's all I can think about. And just think about being in God's presence because I had that encounter. And all of a sudden, my prayer, even my prayer life changed. My love just for things change. Matter of fact, I was praying for Ukraine and Russia, and I had this overwhelming love for all Ukraine, but I also had an overwhelming love for all Russia. God didn't seem to pick and choose sides, like you gotta support and do this thing, because everybody else is saying it. It was God just like, I love them all. I want you to pray for them all. I want you to lay down your life for all of them. 
You know, and I kept thinking to myself, man, this is just amazing. And I came out of that experience with just joy. And then, like I said, the last for like three or four days, and I just, just all you wanted to do is just have Jesus' heart for those, for those things that he had a heart for. And I tuned out of the politics side of it because I just wanted to hear what God was saying. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to hear anybody's opinion. I didn't want to hear, I didn't even want to hear my opinion. My, sometimes my opinion is, is never lining up with the Lord. Sometimes it's just, you need to shut up, Wiley. You just need to just listen to what God is saying to you. And from that encounter, I just thought, Lord, I need more of this first love. And he said, Wiley, when you start loving me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, then we grow closer. That's priority number one. Next thing is to love your neighbor as yourself. And see what has happened is we've turned this thing around where we've started loving our neighbors as ourselves before we have love for God. God comes first. That's why first love is so important. It's interesting because it's, the thing was supposed to be about spiritual warfare, but there's no greater warfare than for you to love God with all your heart. Because that neutralizes everything the enemy can do. The enemy can't do anything once you have that love affair because what's he going to do when your first love is Jesus? He can't come in the midst of that. He can't stop that. Everything changes. The war, there is, guys, there is no warfare in first love. There is none. It's your focus on the Lord. Once the demons know that you're that union with Christ, they ain't crazy. They might be silly, but they ain't that silly. They know who the Lord is. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen, it's a different, it's a different atmosphere. I can't explain it all. I'm not saying I got all the answers because I don't. I got to go back in that word. I got to read the word just like you do to find out these things that the Holy Spirit is revealing. I'm just giving you my encounters that I'm having with him. And I'm praying that you all, as a matter of fact, I know you all, everybody in this room can have encounters with the Lord. Everybody can see in the Spirit. You're a new creation. You're a new creation in Christ. You've been given authority by the Lord to have these type of relationships with the Lord. It's up to you to have them. I can't force you to do it. You have to be desperate. The, the, the hunger for the supernatural, the hunger for your relationship with the Lord, the intimacy of having Christ in your life, you have to have that hunger. You have to step into the glory. You gotta wanna make that decision to wanna go further and further and further with him. That's why I believe here at this church, as that as that fountain starts to emerge here, yeah, you're going to start drinking, and all of a sudden, you're going to start sensing God's presence even greater. But you got to want it. You can't allow your lives, the things in your lives, the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches to choke that word of life out through you. You cannot allow it to happen, right? And so. This is what I feel like the Lord is saying to us as we're stepping in deeper into 2022 and beyond. It's all about that relationship with the Lord. And I know some of us already know this, but you need sometimes you need someone to come and tell you it's all right to have your encounters with God and be okay about it. And people don't like it, they just don't like it. That's up to them. They get offended. That's their problem, not yours. You cannot control what other people are going to think about you. But what you can do. It's control how you respond to it. If you get offended by me because I'm seeing a cloud of witnesses, ain't nothing I can do about it. I'm still loving from that place. But I'm, I'm, me and my house, 
We're going on. We're moving on with the Lord. We're doing what we need to do for Christ. You understand? We're not, I'm not worried about if you like me or you love me. You have your relationship with God. You need to dig your own wells. Allow yourself to have that relationship so you go deeper in the things of the Spirit. So you see. You don't need me to show you. You have your own encounter. So you see. Just like that woman at the well. When Jesus opened her life. And she went back and ran and told the crowds. And then the crowds went back and they found out for themselves. This is the same thing here. You don't need me to come up here all the time. But even though I like coming up here all the time. It's time for you guys to step into your encounters. It's time for you guys to change your neighborhoods. And your families and your cities. God's placed eternity in your heart. So you can see what God is doing in you. Amen. God is on the move in the nations in a powerful, powerful way. And I, I, you know, it's just one of those things that God wants to do. He wants us to draw that closeness to us. And so one of the areas that I do think God is going to really talk, really hit, I think is going to be probably media. Because that's the area where we've got to bring more clarity in the area of news and all that type of stuff. We need to bring the love and the righteousness of God in those areas. So people can hear what the truth is. I believe God's raising up an army of people that are going to be entering those places. That's going to be bringing the righteousness of Christ. I mean, I'm already listening to some of them already. And I'm stunned. Because God is, first of all, no respecter of persons. And he's drawing people from all denominations in the body of Christ. I mean, I just listened to a, a guy and his wife talk about doing interviews. And it was on probably a secular uh, show, a podcast. And they just talked about the Lord. We got to win people to Jesus. I mean, they just had that conversation with this person. This person was just like, yeah. It's like they were getting it. And I knew they weren't a Christian, but they were getting it. And that's what I'm seeing over and over again. I'm seeing people's eyes and ears starting to be drawn. It's the Lord who's doing it. It's sort of like, if you give me an example in Scripture, it's almost like when we're getting God's presence and then Moses and Joshua going up the mountain, you know, or in the, the the cloud meeting, the tenant meeting, you know, it said the Bible says that, you know, Moses met with God in that tenant meeting, but Joshua would linger around in the presence, right? That's where your hunger starts. That's where it starts when you're lingering around in that presence, like you did today. So you got to get more in that presence. You got to keep doing those things, lingering around in that area. And you know what happened as Joshua did that. Joshua will be the one that takes the people into the promised land. See, we're, we've got to change our mindsets for being wilderness people who saw these signs and wonders in the wilderness. It's time to be the promised land people, that we're taking the promises of God and we're running with them. We're shifting from wilderness. See, in the wilderness, you got everything from the Lord. God moved powerfully. I mean, these signs and wonders, everything happened in the wilderness. God didn't stop moving because it was the wilderness time. But the promised land is different. It requires something different from us. It requires us to know we have authority in Christ because I'm a new creation and I'm stepping in this land and there's nothing that can take anything, nothing that can stop me from doing the things, the plans and purposes of God. We have to be a people that we operate from the fruit of the spirit mentality where we're going in, the fruits of the spirit are operating in our lives. We're not operating from an anger. We're operating from a gentleness, a love, a long-suffering. We're operating in a way that the world is going to notice it 
but they know we have the truth, the spirit of truth living inside of us, revealing truth for a society that needs to hear God. God is good all the time, all the time. And I believe God's going to move like this. And I believe you're going to, as you're transitioning, I know you guys are transitioning into merging two churches. Listen, if you bring people into the presence, worship, bring them into the presence, get them back in the word, you can transition. People may leave, you understand? But as God's, you keep lifting up the name of Jesus, all men will be drawn to him. If you do those things, I believe God will fill this place. And I believe he will impact your communities. We need him to. You know what your communities need him to. Your city needs him to. Start there. Worship. Give in God's presence. Spending time with him daily. I know you're busy, some of you live busy lives like this, but don't neglect your relationship with the Lord. It's the greatest mistake we make is we get too busy trying to do things in the kingdom. And we forget. We forget that we get, you, you know, you got to get in God's presence. It's so important. It's so important. It comes before anything, anything. Don't let anything rob you of that. You know, I thought today I was going to go really heavy revving, but I just feel like I didn't need to do that today. I just felt like the presence of the Lord spoke for itself. As we step deeper into what God has for us, it'll change everything. We don't, what you behold, if you keep your eye on Jesus, what you behold, you become. What you behold, you become. You see? And so, I'm trying to behold Jesus, so when I get out of his presence, I'm changing, everything's changing. I got like anything, you got to work it out. You got to work out your salvation. You got to work out that relationship. It's a daily walk. You might have your ups and downs, but don't give up doing that. It does get better. It does increase. You know, I, I just love the Lord, family. That's, I just love Jesus. And I'm hoping all of you love Jesus, too. We'll start there. We may have our differences and may not understand each other. My God may ask us to do different things. But rest assured, I love Jesus. I'm never going to tell you never not to love Jesus. I'm never not going to tell you to worship him. I might have new revelatory truth you may not understand. Okay, fair enough. But I'll never, ever, ever tell you not to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And because of that, because of that, you can rest assured, we can walk this journey out together. Are you here? Yes. It's important to get this. It's very important to get this. And I, I just want to finish with this. I, ah, man, I just thank you, Lord. When we're teaching the four keys to hearing God's voice, and I, I'm probably going to call Margaret up in a moment. Um, one of the things we pray, um, if you turn your Bibles to Ephesians 1.17, we usually pray this over people 117 through 19, I think. I think it's such a good prayer. I love what um, Sam mentioned, I think Ephesians 1 anyway in your time. And I just want to read this over you because I think this is where it begins. You always be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Always. And so, 
It just says this, Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, I think I'm going to read. So it says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. I pray that over you guys, because as the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I, I like fellowshipping with the spirit of wisdom and revelation because the spirit of truth always reveals things that blow my mind. And I'm all about the new things of the kingdom. I get drunk in the new things of the kingdom. I love the mysteries. I'm a mystery guy. I love the mysteries of the kingdom. I love when God uh, tells us the secrets. You know, I, I get a kick out of that stuff. So that's just me. Um, but I do believe God wants to work a deep work in us and change the way we're looking at things. You just got to take the journey with the Lord. You got to trust Him. You got to allow Him to do what He's going to do in you. Allow Him to do it. Allow Him to take you on that journey. Sometimes you may not understand the journey, but you need to trust Him on where He's taking you. And have grace for one another as you go on that journey. Because sometimes we, we misunderstand each other sometimes when we go on our journeys. Allow the fruits of the Spirit, excuse me, to, to lead you, to guide you. Have love for one another. Allow the fruits of joy, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering. Allow those things to manifest in your life. Because people are actually going to be drawn to the fruit. They are never be drawn to a flesh and works. People need, they need, they need something real. They need to know when they come over to your house, you're ushering the presence of God in your home. When they walk into your house, the peace of God is there. We get people say that a lot when they walk in our house. Man, the peace of God is here. You've got it. Our surprise is there sometimes, but it is there. <laughs> The joy when we get worship and praise, we allow the joy to enter in our house. What about you? What are you doing in your houses? Because mm. it starts there. If you get that relationship in your house, wherever you go, it goes with you. Mm. Because Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit's living inside you. Allow your relationship with the Lord in this hour to grow. It's all about Jesus anyway. Are we supposed to be introducing them to the people that need him, that need touches? And we should be encouraging the churches around the world with the same message. To keep their focus on Jesus, to keep going. Stay encouraged, stay blessed. And stay faithful, thank you. So Father, I just thank you now.